0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and for this week's show, I was a guest on Just Praise Him Radio. Due to all the developments going on, Glinda and I um, had been communicating and decided it was important to put something out to give you guys some advice and prayer on what you would do or what we should best do should uh, war strike at any moment. I pray this is a blessing to you, and I will be hopefully getting something to separate out for you guys, uh, very soon until then enjoy the show guys.
1: Thank you so much for joining me today on just praise him radio. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax. And my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. Hello, Believers. Welcome to the Just Praise Him radio program. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and the title of my message today is Peace in a Possible War Scenario. I have with me on the show today my good friend, Ray Bergman, from the Innocence Redeemed Ministry. Welcome to the show, Ray. Thank you for joining us today.
0: Hey, Glenda. Thanks for having me back.
1: So Ray and I were texting back and forth today, and we were kind of talking about the whole thing that's going on with Russia and, you know, Vladimir Putin had put out a, a video today talking to the West and things like that. We were discussing all that, and we are like, man, you know, if if something went down right now with Russia, let's say that Russia said, okay, I've had enough of the U.S., I'm, I'm just going to put an end to it, and we got hit. What if we did not have any more chance to put any podcasts up? What if today was our last chance to put a podcast up? We're not saying that it is. We're just saying we got to thinking about that and talking about it, and we were talking about. That everybody's got to be, you know, a little bit afraid of what's going on. I mean, if you've been following the movements and what's going on, it's it's pretty, it can be very concerning. Let's say that we don't know if anything's going to happen, but, uh, you know, we don't we don't know what another country is going to do. Ray, you want to you want to share with them kind of what about the movements and stuff, what you were observing?
0: I look on Flight Tracker sometimes, and you can see. Um just intel planes, cargo planes, you, you can see the E6B Mercuries, and those are command centers that are mobile up in the air, and those are usually launched when they're like a contingency in the event that there was a nuclear war, and there's usually always one or two up in the air, but this time, like today, I saw three of them on flight radar over different states, and uh, then I was looking on Hal Turner's website. And it said breaking news, numerous Russian Air Force planes shuttling people out of Moscow to the Ural Mountains. And I believe I sent this to you, did I not?
1: You did, and that really made my eyebrows go up. Because you don't move your bigwigs out of a major city unless you think something is imminent.
0: Well, there were two different things I saw, and then this reads, I can read it to everybody. It says at least eight and possibly up to 12 Russian military jets, the kind that used to move VIPs and other types. That move supplies are shuttling out of Moscow to the Ural Mountains, or is it the Ural Mountains? I'm not sure. I think it's Ural Mountains.
1: I don't know. I don't know how. I, I don't speak Russian. so I don't know how you say that. But. <laughs> which is where, but. Which,
0: which is where Russia's nuclear bunkers are located. And it names all the different aircraft. Oh. And he's got screenshots here. And it said this is very similar to the kind of move one might expect to see if Russia was about to launch a nuclear strike. Big shots are being moved away from the capital city to the safety of nuclear bunkers. Then he updated it again at 10.41 a.m. Eastern Time, and it said these aircraft are from Russian Special Detachment, RSD. They are now landing at various destinations in Russia, including Omsk, Ufa, Novobursk, and Tioman, if I'm saying those right. Three of the planes heading east are command and control aircraft. For what it's worth, the planes going to Ufa are landing at the exact location as if they are going to the massive underground bunkers nearby. This is not good. Wow. Then it said a large exodus of private jets out of Moscow towards Dubai this morning was going that way. Looks like the uber-rich Arab oil billionaires are hightailing it out of Moscow, too.
1: Interesting. Very interesting.
0: And then here we got two. Now we have a new update since I last sent this to you. There's two updates. Oh. From a source within Diplomatic Corps, this is according to Hal Turner, for the last three days, Russia has been pulling one kind of proprietary machine dyes and templates and putting them into deep storage, along with items of cultural value.
1: Upda- that is upda- extremely important.
0: Update at 4.02 p.m. Eastern Time. Kremlin. This is according to what they said. U.S. used nuclear weapons in Japan after World War II and has no right to preach to us. Who? Now, they have a point. Now, this is interesting, too, because then I found something else. Um, it was on Fox News. Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov's plane turns around during flight to China, heads back to I Moscow. Saw
1: that. Mm-hmm, I saw that online. I thought that was interesting, too.
0: Yeah, and I can link to these up on the blog. I mean, I'll link to everything we're going to cover. But
1: And, and didn't, did somebody in the media accuse the Russians of killing babies in Ukraine? Because I keep hearing that through people I know, and I'm like what are they you know i don't watch television so i don't know what's going on on there if anybody knows of that my answer to that is the u.s has no ground to accuse anybody else of killing babies now do we
0: it's hard to say what's true and what isn't because they're going to do anything with children to hype it up because they know that that's yes. everybody's sweet spot in their heart and they're going to get they're people de- upset they're about they're
1: dehumanizing that. is what they're doing so that when they attack yeah nobody cares Well they're they're dehumanizing the Russians, so if we attack them, nobody cares. That's not gonna happen among the Christians because we still do care.
0: Well that's that it's that and they're setting the table. You see they're setting the table. They're setting the table. Like look look, see, see, see how bad they are. We have to do it. We have to go to war. We have to. You know, that's exactly that's exactly what they're doing.
1: Firing up the war machine. Yes. Well, they need a war to do what they want to do and to bring out the mark. Yes. That's the bottom line. They need a war in order to reset the economy. And bring out the mark of the beast.
0: That's exactly what they're doing. That's what, what that's what's going on with the economic sanctions. And then you hear Saudi Arabia, you know, dumping the, the petrol dollar, and they're now they're meeting with China. hmm And then there's all the military movement, and they're like, "Oh, there's no war coming. There's no war." So, well, those war dr- drum, those war drums are beating pretty loud, if you ask me.
1: They're getting pretty loud, and I heard the war chariots uh, months ago. About seven months ago, I heard the war chariots in the spirit, and I've never heard those before. Right. In my entire life. <clears throat> so, and other people have heard things too, which you, is pretty interesting. Well, do interesting you remember book.
0: on Christmas Eve, I called you and I told you that I was getting pulled in spirit to like intercede? Just yes. P- I remember
1: I, that because I was like, wow, on Christmas Eve too, that was so, I remember you said it was so strong.
0: It was so strong. And then the other night, um, when I was, I had just got done eating and I had, I texted you and I said, did you get a word from the Lord? And you said, no, but then I've been busy and I'm just exhausted. And, and I said, cause I was in the middle of, um, uh, I had just got done eating and i had done dish was just standing there at the sink doing dishes and i got this very hard pull on me all of a sudden like it just started and then mm-hmm. just a few minutes later as i texted you my friend karen sends me a text and said that iran had just bombed a us base
1: <sighs> wow i remember that
0: yep
1: i remember that yeah it's it's wild the stuff you get in the spirit and when i'm real busy or really 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 tired i don't feel that stuff but when I'm quiet and I'm not really tired, I feel it. I still remember Russia releasing that statement, Friday will be beautiful for the whole world. And, of course, nothing happened last Friday. But I thought that was very interesting. To, yeah. That's a, a pretty brave statement to put out there, uh, you know, in and the if- current – atmosphere
0: and, yeah and if folks aren't sure what that was about or what was said about that i had um played those clips including the ones about what they're doing with the banking and the sanctions and all that i put that in the should i prepare podcast which i had just uh released oh good so okay yeah, so think, people
1: can go and listen to that
0: yeah and i think you um listen to that and steve quill separately he did a mm-hmm. good job laying that out which i had sent that link to you to listen to that mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's
1: a lot of good stuff out there right now.
0: There is. And tonight there's gonna be more coming out. So, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's just it's 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 unraveling so quickly. And each day is speeding by faster and faster. And I'm sure you've noticed that, and I'm sure that our listeners have, I noticed, have that.
1: noticed that. I've noticed that. I feel like I'm on a super highway. So it could be, you know, any Friday if you know, if they actually meant they were gonna do something that Russia is eight hours ahead of us here in central daylight time. And it's a scary thought to think that we could be going to war, but We don't want to be ostriches with our heads in the sand any more than we want to get into fear and run around in a panic. We don't want to do either one. We want to get in the middle and be calm. If you're walking closely with the Lord, there's more than a good chance you won't be here for it anyway, according to that prophecy given by the 90-year-old Norwegian woman okay, in Norway, which I'm about to read. So let me read that to you all. This was given back in 1968 when she could not have known any of this in the natural. And this prophecy has been published in one of Norway's Christian newspapers and also by the Christian Information Service in Germany. If you want to see the text of the prophecy, do a Google search, 1968 prophecy by 90-year-old woman in Norway. And there's a bunch of sites out there that have it up. And I also read it in a YouTube video I did back in about, I think, nine, I think 2012. Okay. An old woman of 90 from Valdres in Norway had a vision from God in 1968. The evangelist, Emmanuel Minos had meetings where she lived. He had the opportunity to meet her, and she told him what she had seen. He wrote it down, but thought it so unintelligible that he put it in a drawer. Uh, They said almost 30 years later, but it's how many, that was 1998, so it's more than that. It's over 50 years later now. Uh, Anyway, over 30 years later, he shared it. The woman from Valdrez was a very alert reliable, awake, incredible Christian with a good reputation among all who knew her. This is what she saw. I saw the time just before the coming of Jesus and the outbreak of the third world war. Now, I want to stop right there and say, if Russia were to attack the U.S., it definitely would turn into World War III because every nation around the globe would probably get involved in the war, okay, or all the major nations almost certainly would. I saw the events with my natural eyes. I saw the world like a kind of globe and saw Europe land by land. I saw Scandinavia. I saw Norway. I saw certain things that would take place just before the return of Jesus and just before the last calamity happens, a calamity the likes of which we have never before experienced. And she mentioned four waves in this. First, before Jesus comes and before the Third World War breaks out, there will be a detente like we have never had before. Now, that's like a a pause or a time of peace, I believe. There will be peace between the superpowers in the East and the West, and there will be a long peace. And remember, in 1968, the Cold War was going on. I remember that time because I grew up in the 1960s. They had us do, you know, duck and cover drills in in elementary school. In the period of peace, there will be a disarmament in many countries, also in Norway. And we are not prepared when yet the war comes. The Third World War will begin in a way no one would have anticipated and from an unexpected place, which makes me think that right now is not what's about to happen, if she's right about this. A lukewarmness without parallel will take hold of the Christians, a falling away from true living Christianity. Christians will not be open for penetrating preaching. They will not, like in earlier times, want to hear of sin and grace, law and gospel, repentance and restoration. There will come a substitute instead prosperity or happiness Christianity the important thing will be to have success to be something to have material things things that God never promised us in this way churches and prayer houses will be emptier and emptier instead of the preaching we have been used to for generations like to take up your cross and follow Jesus entertainment art and culture will invade the churches where there should have been gatherings for repentance and revival. This will increase markedly just before the return of Jesus. There will be a moral disintegration that old Norway has never experienced the likes of. People will live together, like married, without being married. He noted, I do not believe the concept cohabitor or cohabit existed then, in 1968. Much uncleanness before marriage and much infidelity in marriage will become the natural or the common. And it will be justified from every angle. It will even enter Christian circles and we pet it. Even sin against nature. Just before Jesus returns, there will be TV programs like we have never experienced. TV had just arrived in Norway in 1968. TV will be filled with such horrible violence that it teaches people to murder and destroy each other, and it will be unsafe in our streets. People will copy what they see. There will not be only one station on TV. It will be filled with stations. She did not know the word channel. Therefore, she called them stations. TV will be just like the radio, where we have many stations, and it will be filled with violence. People will use it for entertainment. We will see terrible scenes of murder and destruction, One of the other, and this will spread in society, sex scenes will also be shown on the screen. The most intimate things that take place in a marriage. And he said, I protested and said, we have a paragraph that forbids this kind of thing. And she said, it will happen and you will see it. All we have had before will be broken down and the most indecent things will pass before our eyes. People from poor countries will stream to Europe. In 1968, there was no such thing as immigration, he said. They will also come to Scandinavia and Norway. There will be so many of them that people will begin to dislike them and become hard with them. They will be treated like the Jews before the Second World War. Then the full measure of our sins will have been reached. I will not see it, but you will. Then suddenly, Jesus will come and the Third World War breaks out. It will be a short war. And she had seen this in a vision. All that I have seen of war before is only child's play compared to this one. And it will be ended with a nuclear atom bomb. The air will be so polluted that one cannot draw one's breath. It will cover several continents, America, Japan, Australia, and the wealthy nations. Now, one of the wealthy nations is China. The water will be ruined. We can no longer till the soil. The result will be that only a remnant will remain. And she went on to say, I'm so glad I will not see it. But when the time draws near, you must take courage and tell this. I have received it from God and nothing of it goes against what the Bible tells. She said, the one who has his sin forgiven and has Jesus as Savior and Lord is safe.
0: All those things are happening.
1: Every single one of them. That's why her vision is is held in such high regard. Because everybody reads it and goes, that's happening. It's it's I mean, so much of it has already come true and she gave that. I was eight years old when she gave that. So almost 53 years ago. So let's think about this for a minute. What if we all wake up tomorrow and America has been bombed? What would you do? The first thing most people will do is want to know if all their loved ones are still alive. Do y'all remember 911? Everybody remembers 911. All of us remember, I think, where we were on that day because I know I remember where I was. And the first thing I wanted to know was are my loved ones safe? Is my family okay? Are my people okay? I And I called all of them as I drove home from the job I was on.
0: And that's while communications were still up, if you could even get through. Yes. I remember trying to and call people and the circuits were busy. You couldn't, you had to oh, try yeah. like Everybody three, four was times. On the phone. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. I think they even talked about that on the newscast. Uh, That we're going continually at that point. And chances are, if we get hit with something nuclear, comms will go down immediately. Electricity will go down. Cars will stop wherever they are if they have copper wiring. I think some of the very old vehicles will still work, will still run, but they'll be the only ones. And cell phones will go down. What else, Ray? You probably know more about this than I do, by far.
0: Well, I mean, you're right on target. You know Anything electronic think of anything electronic you know and
1: electricity will go down so we won't have refrigeration for food Yep. and then the you know the darkness and the filth begins and that alone will kill most people within a year they said
0: well but plumbing would stop working if you think water treatment would stop
1: working water yeah water sanitation would stop yeah so tvs and radios would stop uh cell phones wouldn't work and the same thing would happen if an EMP is launched from high in the atmosphere. They can shut down the entire U.S. with one EMP if they launch it at the right altitude. And that's a scary thought because, y'all, we could be sleeping in our beds and they launch that thing. You get up, there's no electricity. You're like, all righty then. The second thing most people will do when they realize what if, what is happening is they will panic. That is what we want to avoid because you never make good decisions when you panic. You know, panic is the enemy of calm. We don't want to do this. So what we want to do is give you some suggestions to keep in mind or, or print out to help you through whenever this happens, because it is going to happen at some point. The Lord has told us where coming. He's been telling us for years. Right now we see signs of how it could come. But if her prophecy is corrected, it's been correct on everything else. It's going to come from an unexpected place in, in a way that we don't expect it to come. It could be an accident. It could be, you know, anything like that. We don't know and from a place that we don't expect it to come from. I like what my friend Minnie Rounds said when he said what he was gonna do when it comes. He's retired military and he stays abreast of all the military goings on. He also met uh, Dimitri Dudeman when Mr. Dudeman was alive. Minnie Rounds is a man who stays calm no matter what is happening. He said if we got hit, the first thing he would do is brew a pot of coffee or make some tea and sit down with a pen and paper and gather his thoughts. See, that's what we don't do when we panic. We don't think. We just take off. We want to gather our thoughts. We want to get very calm, get something to drink, sit down, something non-alcoholic, mind you. He said that he would pray and get very calm before trying to make any decisions. Now, that's wisdom, y'all. That's wisdom. For tea that calms you down, I highly recommend a Kava root tea. That is an herbal tea that just makes you get very calm. Pray for guidance. I cannot stress this enough. You may be too upset to hear anything, but pray and just trust the Lord to to do his part to guide you. He may not speak to you, he may just guide you in your spirit what to do. Take a mental inventory of supplies and water that you have on hand, because in a war scenario, you may get very little else other than what you already have. Uh, if anything, invading armies generally eat their way across your land. Plus, manufacturing and stuff like that's going to shut down in a bombing scenario. Nobody wants to stay at the plant making fruity pebbles for us when the bombs are going off. Okay? They want to go home to their families. And we need to have some verses handy that we can speak and meditate on to help us stay focused on Jesus and also to stay calm. Because uh, the Internet will probably you know—if the electricity goes down. The Internet's going with it and you're not going to be able to look them up. So it's good to have these things printed on paper. And this is something Ray's been talking about for, well, ever since you started talking on the radio, Ray, you know, you've know, i been talking about. This.
0: Yeah, I've been, I've been telling people you need to download these shows. And I said, you know, get yourself some kind of Faraday bag. You can get them, you know, get a pack of them. I mean, they're not much and then, no. get you know, you could put MP3s on them, but then yeah, have things printed if you can. And, you know, I'll never forget when I worked in the hotel industry, Glenda, you know, this is back around 2004, because uh, it was when Florida had like four hurricanes come through in a row, and I was living there at the time. And I remember one of them was coming directly for where I lived. I think it was Hurricane Charlie at the time. And we, we told all the guests in the hotel, I was the working front desk, and we put papers under their doors two days in advance and said, you know, we're likely going to ha- lose power. We're not going to have certain services available. We would recommend that you go out to, you know, Walmart or Publix or wherever else you shop and Home Depot and get water, get batteries, get board games, get things, you know, to make you and your families comfortable if you're here. Because we were a business hotel, but we were also extended stay. So over the weekend, we had families that were there uh, staying there while their houses were being built. And um, I remember this one gentleman, he comes down to the desk and I had an emergency operating radio and I had, you know, AM radio on to have updates and stuff as to what was going on. And he's like, oh, you have batteries back there? Oh, can I have, can, do you, can I have some? Because, you know, I want to have, and I, I'm like, no, those are for emergency operations. We don't give those out. And yeah. he just kind of looked at me and, I, you know, I was like, what about, I, I, I just looked at, probably like,
1: looked at you like, I can't believe you're not going to give me your batteries.
0: Right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, because we, hey, we told you two days ago and, yeah. you know, I don't, what were you doing? And, but yeah, that, not unfo- eating
1: the warning, clearly.
0: But that's unfortunately the reality. It's like you tell people, yeah. just like the Word tells us what's coming. I mean, Jesus told us these things were coming.
1: He did. That's true. He did. You know? Wars and rumors of war. That's right. Well, we need to have some verses handy that we can speak out and that we can meditate on to help us stay focused on Jesus and not get into a panic, uh, and also to stay calm. So one that, that we recommend is Isaiah 26.3. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. And y'all, you can also, you know, print these out and just stick them in your Bible. And that way they're easy to find. Just fold them in half and stick them in there like a bookmark. So what do we want to pray? You want to pray for mercy for yourself and your loved ones. The Lord has told us more than once, look, you know, I'm going to do this thing, but I'm going to watch over my children. And you can pray for mercy for yourself and for uh, the people that you love. And so that's something that we want to do every day because we don't know what day is going to bring this kind of thing. And especially in the world we live in, y'all, come on. It's bad. Pray Psalm 91 for your protection now and then. That is God's shield of protection, literally, in a psalm. You cannot do better than Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. He will cover thee with his feathers and under his wings will you trust. His truth will be your shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A 1,000 shall fall at thy side, and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it will not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon. Shalt thou trample under feet, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Another thing that you can do is start thanking God that he's meeting your every need. Thank him that you have abundance of all good things and no lack. Thank you, Lord, I have abundance and no lack. If you can't remember any other prayer when that happens and you're worried about having you know, food to, to feed your children or whatever, start saying that. He'll provide for you. He honors the words you speak. Another psalm that I highly recommend, because the psalms to me are very calming. When I get really stressed out, if I'm going to go to the Word to get calm, that's where I go. I go to the psalms and I start reading them out loud. And before you know it, you have peace. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now that word want, the original translation is lack. I shall not lack. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. So he takes you to calm places. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That's a military term, by the way. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you freeze up with fear, sit still and meditate on Jesus and realize he will take care of you. Just I've been paralyzed with fear before when I almost became homeless. I would get dressed and, you know, be fixing to go out and and try to find a job opening somewhere to interview for and go hunt for a job like I always had, and I would think, okay, I'm gonna sit on the couch for you know just two minutes so I can gather my thoughts, and I would sit down and I would not be able to get back up. I would I was paralyzed with fear of being tossed out into the street. That is not a good feeling, by the way. And God had me in that wilderness so that I could write the wilderness companion, but of course I did not know any of that when that test was going on. So. Remember that the Lord has told us more than once, including in yesterday's word on JPH, March 16, 2022, that he will protect his own, just like he protected the three Hebrew men in Daniel's time. He has told us that two or three times, I think, in the words. And that's in Daniel chapter three. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men walking loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. That was the three Hebrew men in the fiery furnace that had been turned up seven times hotter, and the fire could not burn them. And Jesus was in there with them. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. See, this was all for the glory of God. And what he's going to do, the miracles he's going to do in this time, in the time of war and in the time of the final revival, are for the unbelievers to bring them to the cross. And the princes, governors and captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. They didn't even smell like smoke. That's impossible in the world. And because the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and because he has told us this again and again, we can trust him to do this. The three Hebrew men walked in the fire and not a hair of their heads was singed and there was not even the smell of smoke on them. That's a hallelujah.
0: And Demetri Dudeman, I believe in his prophecy, um, if I remember correctly, he, uh, he asked, how will you protect the, the remnant of Christians that are still here? Uh, the angel said, the same way I protected those three in the in the fiery furnace, I'll protect wow. Christians over are here. So I thought I would mention that. Um, so he told them, that. too.
1: Wow, that is so cool. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty that sure. That is so I'm, cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he did. I, I, I just remembered that.
1: That is, that's a lot of confirmations. So he will take care of any of us that are here the same way he took care of them. And all we got to do is believe and trust. That's our part. Believe and trust and realize that if you are here, he's probably going to do something miraculous through you to help unbelievers come to the cross. And then, you know, he'll call you home. What we don't want to do.
0: Well, we want to act with prudence. I mean, I don't know if anybody has ever seen the 1983, uh, you know, made for TV film called The Day After. I have. The woman yeah, I have the DVD, the woman, and you can get that free by the way on YouTube, just so you know. And I think even it's uh it's free to watch on YouTube, and then there's another one even called Threads. Um, and that's that was a UK film, and that was done in the eighties as well. And you know, the common theme between both of them is everybody was just living happy go lucky, even when the missiles were in the air, and then the wife the guy was putting supplies in the basement and the wife is getting ready for a wedding, and then the next thing, you know, the missiles are launching toward Russia. And she's making the bed.
1: (laughs) I still remember that scene. I remember watching that movie.
0: And he he has to carry her down to the cellar as she's screaming and crying because she doesn't want a face that's coming. But, you know, he had been paying attention. And so he was getting things ready and getting everything stocked up down there. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to panic. And that's the purpose of, you know, recognizing the season because you don't want to panic. You want to be prepared. And that's what I talked about yeah that's what i was talking about with prudence when i talked about um you know preparation you know is it a sin to prepare well if noah listened to god and he had discernment to get the ark ready and put the animals in there and get food in there i don't see how that's wrong but you don't agree the last place you're going to want to be if a war begins is out in the street with panic with everybody else or trying to run to the store and then you know who knows what's going to be going on at that point because 9-11 9-11 Amen. people were acting kind of quiet and, you know, they were, I think it was very surreal for most people. So it was kind of like, it yeah. wasn't exactly the same, but I remember everybody wanted to get home. So you want to be home.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and in contrast to what the Norwegian woman said, we don't know if we're going to be here, but the point is you prepare for the worst, you hope for the best. Yeah. You know? You, and when
1: you... Noah was building the ark and loading it, he did all that on in faith in God, because God told him to do it. He didn't do it apart from faith in God. Any prep you do apart from your faith in God is faith in yourself and your prep. I, There's a big difference.
0: I, and I agree with that. And I agree that you, have to, you should pray on discernment as to what you need to do. I don't think that yes. I, either way, I think it's always prudent. No, I don't care what the situation is. You should always have a little bit of stuff. I mean, if you, have, if you know yeah. a storm's coming, you, you get ready for it. You that's know, you, just
1: common sense. It's just yeah. common
0: sense. And you know, I quoted a bunch of proverbs about common sense when I talked about, you know, the preparing issue of, mm-hmm. of it all. But you know, you can't tell everybody what to do. That's gonna have to be their decision and within their means. And I've recommended it yep. if you know somebody who can't take care of these things, you know, be willing to help them out if you can. Because yes. you know, you don't you don't wanna be like, well, that's too bad. Now there is gonna be those, of course, who don't listen, unfortunately. You know, they're going to be making the bed. They're going to be putting the blueberry muffins in the oven.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of people that are going to be making the bed, getting ready for the wedding. And, and it's the wrong wedding.
0: Yeah. It's the wrong wedding. And, you know, we, you need to have prudence. We may or may not be here. But if, even if you're not here, hey, you might have just prepared, you might have stocked up on some things that'll be blessing somebody else who is going to be here.
1: True. That, that could, is true. Your home
0: might become a, a, a shelter for somebody who's on the run or looking to survive and you're no longer around and they come yeah. across a podcast that's been saved or a Bible that's been stashed away or, you know, whatever they're looking yeah. for.
1: I agree with that.
0: And we certainly don't want to be reaching for our, uh, you know, alcoholic drinks, you know, don't be reaching for the vodka. Don't be reaching for the whiskey.
1: Don't want to be shaking up a cocktail no. or martinis, whatever they call those.
0: No. And you don't want to be taking out any, also, you know, Some people put away some electronic devices. I know I have, you know, as a precaution, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: they're all shielded. And you don't want to be taking that out, you know, either until uh, all said and done, because you may not know, but obviously while a war is taking place, because it'll probably all happen within one hour. And you Mm -hmm. don't want to be taking things out because then if another blast happens near you, that's going to fry anything you take out of protection. So you got to be careful about that as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I had never thought about that before, and I never heard that on any of the prep shows I listen to. But that's a very good advice. You know, whatever happens tomorrow or any day thereafter regarding war or anything else, I want to leave you with this. The Word of God has every answer you will ever need. If you know the Word, you can have all you need just by speaking God's Word. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every, ma- every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Remember that verse. I just want to remind y'all: print these out and keep them in your Bible.
0: I'm going to host some of these up at uh, dot blog, so I just want everybody to know that if they uh, mosey on over to my site, they can find them there. And like I said, they'll be in PDF format, so save them to your you know tablet or your phone if you don't have a printer. But I would recommend just printing them up if you can,
1: you know. Yeah, I, yeah I, because when your phone starts work, stops working, you won't be able to read them on your phone. But if no. you have them printed out on a piece of paper and you just stick them in your Bible, then you've got them in your Bible together.
0: No, no and you know, things aren't going to be up on YouTube. You ain't going to have access to YouTube if there's no internet. But no. it's important to remember, no matter what happens, everyone, Romans 8, no matter what happens, nothing can separate us from God's love. Yeah, in all these yes. things, we, the, quote, starting on verse 37, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that includes war.
1: Amen. Uh, Ray, do you want to give the listeners your website and your contact information?
0: Listeners can visit my blog. It's Redeemed, all one word, dot blog, and... Um, these, all decrees are under the resources as the prayers, and also under the, they'll be under the um, entry for this particular episode that we're doing.
1: Okay, that's and, great.
0: And they will be under the PDF format.
1: Good. So y'all can go over to Ray's website and download the PDF of these verses, and then you'll have those and just stick them in your Bible. Ray, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it.
0: Not a problem, Glinda. Thank you for having me.
1: That's all that we have for y'all this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Jesus bless you. Y'all have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Praise Him Radio. You can contact me by mail at my new address JPH Inc., Glenda Lomax, P.O. Box 60 Glencoe, Arkansas 72539, or by email at JPH Today at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination. Have you heard? The twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen messages have been published in book form. Even those who do not profess a belief in God can see something is amiss in the world around us. What is coming for our world in these last days? What does the Lord want us doing while we're waiting for His glorious reappearance? Time of reckoning and soon it will be night each contain approximately 200 prophetic messages and visions from the throne room of God telling what is coming to America and the world in these end times. The Lord has always warned nations when they were headed for destruction. He has always warned His own people. Are we also being warned? Get your copy of Time of Reckoning and soon it will be night. Available now on Amazon.com. What is in store for the once great and mighty nation of America in these end times? What is the living God saying to the people of America now? What could possibly be in store for a nation that once trusted in God, but has changed its path from following the living God's ways to now removing Him from everything and walking the other way? In the book, No Longer Mind, you will find all the messages to America collected in one place in chronological order. No Longer Mine, Messages to an Unrepentant Nation is now available in print at wingsofprophecy.com in the bookstore tab. Get your copy of No Longer Mind today. If you ask anyone you know what the most difficult experience of their life has been, many will answer about a time of betrayal. All those called to walk the narrow path will, at some point, encounter Judas. How will you respond? Do you know how to recognize Judas when he shows up in your life? Can you keep Judas from bringing destruction to your life and ministry? How can you minimize what Judas costs you? Can you pass the test of absolute betrayal? Get your copy of the Judas Test, available in print and new audiobook The Judas Test by Glenda Lomax available now on Amazon.com.
0: Sold out for thirty pieces of silver. In Exodus twenty one thirty two, it is the price of a dead slave. In Leviticus twenty seven, two through seven, it is the price of a live one. Jesus was sold for the price of a bond servant. Precious Jesus, the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings. Why did Judas sell his friend out so cheap?